Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey, fellow journeyers, Jeremy here. Welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. You know, life is an epic journey, and God offers us this passionate life, a life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. And we want to live and experience that life that God offers us. So we are intentionally shaping our lives uh, to experience this life, to to engage in this kind of awesome life that God gives. And during season two of our podcast, we've been traveling with Luke. We're journeying with Luke through Luke and Acts as we engage each day with a chapter from Luke's writings and uh, and just dig in deep to help to it to become a part of our life and to do that which Jesus has told us to do. If you're enjoying this podcast, share it with a friend. Tell them about how you are walking deeper with God as you engage Him in His Word and journey together in this uh, community as we do this podcast together. All right, today we are on Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, we're going to hit off right here at the beginning of this chapter with uh, Jesus talking about forgiveness and faith. That's going to start here in verse 1 of Luke chapter 17. Now, he's talking here, uh, Jesus kind of weaves together a few pieces, the first being that, um, you know, there's, there's evil in the world, there's temptation, but don't tempt others. When you're, when you're the one who's offering the temptation, when you're the one who's tempting others to go down the, the wrong path, uh, it'd be better for you to have this large millstone, this huge rock tied around your neck and cast out um, into uh, a uh, th- and be cast into the sea, <laughs> and I mean, now that's that's a watery death, you know. Uh, that's that's not a pleasant thing, and so you don't want to cause someone else to stumble. Now, I want to just touch on that for just a minute because I want you to really open up how you think about that. Okay. Oftentimes, I think we think about tempting others to do something like we would think is really evil, like tempting someone to steal tempting someone to lie, tempting someone to cause someone else harm. But I want you to think about what we've, as we've walked through Luke here, and we've seen God's call on our life that Christ has given uh, as we engage in kingdom living. That would mean that anything, anything I do, anything I do or say that would lead other people to live in a manner that is not in line with the kingdom of God. I need to take that seriously. That's what you, if I'm tempting them, so if I'm tempting them to be negative, uh, if I'm tempting them to not have faith, if I'm tempting them to gossip uh, because I'm telling a really juicy story and so now they're going to, I'm dragging them into that and so now they're going to tell a real juicy story. If I'm, uh, if I'm um, so doing any of that, I mean, I, I just don't want you to think so big. I really want you to think about this. Jesus is serious about this. We have to think about how we live. We have to think about what we do and that what we do doesn't only affect us, but if it affects the other people around us. It affects those whom we have close contact with. So it affects family. It affects our spouses or our children or our parents. It affects our neighbors. It affects our coworkers. 
I mean, I shudder at the thought of how many times my words, my attitude, my choices weren't in line with God's kingdom. And because of that, I caused other people to stumble into the same thing. Um, and, and I mean, thank God for grace. Thank God for mercy. But we need to take it that seriously, not blow it off. And I think that's what we tend to do. We tend to think, I'm not a really bad person. I mean, you know, I'm not running, running a drug operation or a, a prostitution ring or, you know, I'm not out uh, heisting banks or, or, or whatever, you know. I mean, I'm not doing that big stuff. But we have to remember that we've been called to live in a particular manner. And when we live in a way that is contrary to that, then we can be coming a temptation to those people around us to live in that same manner because we're dragging them into that. And so I just want you to really think about that. Then he goes on and says, you know, hey, if, if somebody else sins, um, um, you know, yeah, rebuke them, but then forgive them. Okay, in other words, offer the correction, but forgive them. Don't stand in condemnation and judgment over them. So there's that rebuke and forgiveness. And even if they do it seven times in a day and and ask for forgiveness, you're to forgive them every time. Now, that whole idea that they do it seven times in a day tends to indicate that their repentance maybe wasn't wholehearted. And and so you you get into this issue then of fairness. Well, did they really mean it? Jesus doesn't seem to be concerned about that. He says, even if it happens seven times in a day, forgive them anyway. Now, the disciples have a response to that. And their response is, show us how to increase our faith. In other words, they're saying, Jesus, this is impossible. Jesus, this is difficult. And the reality is, is that out of our own human condition, out of our own human hearts, to take this kind of an attitude towards others is impossible. It is. We, you know, we want to see people get what they've got coming to them. Uh, we want to see fairness. We don't want to see somebody get off the hook. But Jesus says, forgive them anyway. And so they say, well, then increase our faith. It's going to take a lot of faith. In other words, I'm going to have to get better. And Jesus says, no, 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 don't take that attitude. He says, all you got to do is have the faith as small as a mustard seed. And then you can say to this tree, uproot, be, to be uprooted and to be planted in the sea, and it'll obey you. Now, what's he saying? He's saying, see, the result of our actions is not based on our extreme amount of faith. All it takes is that little tiny bit of faith that says, I'm going to do what God said just simply because God said it. And the result is a kingdom-sized result. It is something that the kingdom does. It's something that God does. It's not about me. It's not about me becoming a super saint that has this huge faith that it is a very simple, small faith. Simply do what Jesus said to do with the faith that God is going to do something with that. My faith may not be even what it is that God's going to do with it. I don't know what God's going to do with it. I just simply know that if I do what Jesus says to do, that somehow God is going to take that and he is going to, through his kingdom, he is, when his kingdom comes to bear on it, it's going to be a kingdom sized, this tremendous result that is not equivalent or equal to my effort or my faith, okay? And so, it, because it's about what God does. And so then Jesus goes on to help illustrate this, talking about a servant 
that's been out and working in the fields all day comes in, and the part of the expectations of that servant's life is to fix dinner for the master. So he t- he's tired, he comes in from the field, and he puts together dinner and serves the master before he gets to eat. And he says, the servant, okay, um, says, does the master thank the servant for doing what he was told to do? Of course not. Why? He simply did what he was supposed to. So even our tendency, if you go back up there to the disciples, oh, Lord, show us how to get more faith, how to increase our faith. So I can say, oh, hey, guys, look at me. I'm so awesome. Look at me. My faith is so big. Oh, look at me. I'm a super saint. No, Jesus says. <laughs> why, why would you expect? See, because it's not about me. I simply do what Jesus said. Jesus does all the work. He enables me to be able to do it through the power of his Holy Spirit. He, he, he controls or impacts the outcome through the power of his Holy Spirit and his kingdom, because when I live in a kingdom manner, the kingdom comes to bear on my life and on the world around me, and things happen that don't make sense, that only God can do. And so nowhere along this whole process do I get any kudos. Do I get any, oh, look at you, you're so great. No, because it's all about Jesus. What Jesus has illustrated is that I can't do these things. I can't live the kind of holy life that's going to keep my life from being a temptation to others without Jesus and the Holy Spirit and living in his kingdom. I can't meet Jesus' expectations to forgive someone seven times a day because my human heart in its fallenness just can't cope with that. But if I believe Jesus... And I have faith, even as small as a mustard seed, and just do what Jesus said to do, even when I don't understand it, even when I don't see how it's going to turn out better, even when I don't see what the outcome's going to be, the kingdom comes to bear on it, and great things happen. And when I do all of that, I'm still not deserving of any grand kudos or pat on the back. I've simply been faithful to the master. I've simply been faithful to the master and I should still be in this attitude of humility, the last verse there, in the same way when you obey me, you should say, we are unworthy servants who have simply done our duty. See, when we take that kind of humble position before Jesus, acknowledging his power and strength, the power of his Holy Spirit, when we give up our kingdom to embrace the kingdom of God, when we take ourself off off the throne and allow Jesus to sit on the throne, and we have that humble attitude before God. God does awesome and amazing things in our lives so that I can live the kind of life that is an encouragement to others and not a temptation. Oh, I, I just go back to that and I just think, I just, I mean, I just can do nothing but fall before God and say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for the times when my words, my actions, my attitudes, led other people away from your kingdom and became a temptation in their lives. Forgive me. Strengthen me in your spirit. Make me the kind of person in my heart because I've become more like you that can forgive someone seven times a day, even when they keep going back. Make me the kind of person that humbly does what you say with nothing more than that grain of faith that says, I just know if I do what you say to do, that you'll make the best of it. All things work together for the good for those who love you and who are called according to your purpose. I just thank you. 
I just, I just thank you, Lord. And I just want to love you, and I just want to serve you. Not for my glory, but for yours. And that's the attitude we're supposed to have. And that's what this parable is talking about. So I encourage you to do that today. How are you just going to have faith? Just in the little things. See, it's all those little decisions along the way. It's those little decisions about the words you choose, the attitudes you take, whether you decide to spout off or not, whether you decide to to critically tear someone down, whether they deserve it or not, or whether you decide to love and encourage, whether you decide to just be faithful to do that which God calls us to do, trusting that when we do that, God can do something amazing with it, something that we can never see or comprehend, but when the kingdom of God is brought to bear on it, great things happen. And it's not because of who we are. It's not because of our grand faith. It's not because we're super saints. It's because we're humble servants of Jesus. And we just simply do what the master says to do and trust him for the rest. And that's the attitude that this brings. Hey, I hope you've had a great time today. Uh, I hope you've been challenged today. I know I have. I've been challenged in my life. I hope you will uh, uh, take this and just really look at your life and say, Lord, use me. Just humbly use me, you know, and I'm just going to do what you say, and I'm just going to trust you for the rest. I mean, what a simple way to live. What a peaceful way to live when we finally just resign ourselves to that and stop trying to take care of everything ourselves. So, hey, I could keep going on, but it's time to wind up. We're over time already. I hope you've had a wonderful day. I hope you continue to have a wonderful day as you humbly submit your life to Jesus and live for him, trusting him and all that he does. And as you do that, I pray that you will keep on living unleashed.